Okay, so we have to. Uh, it's not like we're starting to get ready for a shana now. We've been getting ready for a shana for some time. We have to continue to get ready for a shana. All right, so I want I want to try to make sure that tonight uh, that tonight remains. I, I can't say simple, but, but tonight remains <coughs> to a certain degree like tzumzach. Uh, has to be practical on some level. We have to prepare ourselves for Rosh Hashanah. You know, when it comes to the davening of Rosh Hashanah, the davening of Rosh Hashanah is complicated. There's a lot of parts to it, a lot of things that we want to daven for, a lot of things that we're not sure if we're allowed to daven for. So, but the way, the, you know, the, one of the ways to think about Rosh Hashanah, B'chalal, the davening, all the avodas of Rosh Hashanah, is like, it's like when you have like on your phone or something, there's like the words on your phone or whatever the thing is, but then there's like the backdrop, the screensaver, sort of the the backdrop that all the words are are contained within. So what I wanted to speak about tonight for a little bit is maybe not so much the words of the davening of Rosh Hashanah and the particulars. What are you davening for? What to say, what not to say? Generally, you say what the master says and you're good to go. It's not, uh, you don't have to... Don't make it too complicated for yourself. You say the words and you throw yourself into the machzer. You throw, you throw yourself into words of davening. And, and the words of the machzer contain everything that you need to say. But what I want to speak about for a few minutes is really just about sort of the, the backdrop, the framing, the, sort of what's the screensaver of, of Rosh Hashanah. What is, the, the, what is the, the general mindset that one should have over the 48 hours of Rosh Hashanah within which you then... Davin and listen to Shaifer and do all that by this and you know that Rosh Hashanah is. But what's the general mindset? What should have during those forty-eight hours? And and just one thing that I'll that I'll mention is that when we talk about the significance of Rosh Hashanah, it's usually the significance of Rosh Hashanah is usually thought of as like the whole year depends on Rosh Hashanah, right? And it's like what's going to be this coming year depends on the void of Rosh Hashanah. But the truth is. That's shtickle uh, katnas. It's a little bit. It's a little bit Im- spiritually immature to go into Rosh Hashanah, and the entire focus of Rosh Hashanah is what's going to be the coming year. You know, I, I heard this uh, friend of mine told me uh, mentioned this from uh, the years from Ramatul Zilberzal Gazungzain. The Ramatul said that by a lot of Jews, they spend all of Rosh Hashanah thinking about the year. But he said by tzaddikim, they think the whole year they think about Rosh Hashanah. So the the, the idea is that these forty-eight hours of Rosh Hashanah. They themselves as, have an unbelievable significance and a power to them, regardless of what's going to be, what's you know, what's going to come out of it for the rest of the year. Stam to have a Rosh Hashanah, to have those forty-eight hours of being of of of, of having the, those hours of 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 connection with the Melech Malchim Lachim and being in His presence. It's Kedai. Like whatever happens, happens. It's uh, it's almost irrelevant. The Avodah is Rosh Hashanah itself, and so that's what I want to speak about. So what should the mindset be? During the Tukufa of Rosh Hashanah, and within which you daven, you, you know, you, you listen to Shaifer, all the things that we do. But what's the general mindset? What's the backdrop of Rosh Hashanah? Okay. So, in order to sort of enter into the sugya, so let me let me mention a few just small little questions, and from there we'll be able to begin to open it up. Hopefully, okay. So it's like this: we know that when it comes to the davening of Rosh Hashanah, the musaf of Rosh Hashanah, so if it has a little shtickle different pattern than the usual musaf, right? The average musaf. Three brachas in the beginning, three brachas at the end, one bracha in the middle, talking about the karbanas of that yontif. The Musaf of Rosh Hashanah is unique, that the, there's three brachas in the middle. A bracha of Malchias, Zechreinus, and Shaifras, right? The first bracha talking about how Hashem is the king, the second bracha talking about how Hashem remembers everything, and the final bracha talking about the significance of Shaifras, its association with Man Torah, 
and its association with, with Mashiach. Malchus, Ruchonis, and Shafras. Why do we say these brachas? So there's a well-known passage from the Gemara. The Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah, Omar Kadesh Baruch This is what the Gemara records. That Omar Kadesh Baruch that Hashem said, Imru Lefanei Malchias, that you should say a blessing of Malchias, in order that it should result in me being your king. Imru Lefanei Zichroinus, and Hashem says further, you should say Zichroinus, the second Baruch of Zichroinus, in order that I should remember you for good. Uba meh, and, and what really, you know, what, what sort of the Makkah of Patish, what completes the job? The Shaifer. The Bracha of Shaifer is blowing the Shaifer. Malchus, Zechonis, and Shaifer. Okay, there's, there's a couple problems with that passage of Gemara. First of all, the Gemara starts with Omar Kaddish Baruch Hu, Hashem said. You're telling me that same Malchus, Zechonis, and Shaifer in Shemonesri is from the Torah? I mean, Omar Kaddish Baruch Hu, that's like the rice, like Hashem said, keep Shabbos. Hashem says, uh, you know, don't eat treif. Omar Kodesh Baruch Hu, say Malchi Zuchonis and Shaifers. Malchi Zuchonis and Shaifers are from the Torah. So the truth is, there is a Rashi. Rashi Mesechus in, in, um, in Mesechus Rosh Hashanah, there's also a Ravid. Uh, a, a, a small group of Rishonim do say that in Echadami. The Gemara says Omar Kodesh Baruch Hu, it means, even though it's hard to find Psukim that would prove this, but that's the tradition from Chazal, that Midaraisa, in order to fulfill your mitzvah from the Torah, usually davening does not require the special nusach of Malchus Chonis Shaifers, Rosh Hashanah, to be fulfilled the mitzvah of David in Rosh Hashanah, you have to say Malchus Chonis Shaifers from the Torah. That's Omar Kodesh Baruch Hu. But most Rishonim disagree. Most Rishonim say, no, 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 from the Torah you have to hear the Shaifer. But the saying of Malchus Chonis Shaifers, that's certainly only with Rabbanah. So the question is obvious. If it's only with Rabbanah, what does the Gemara mean? Omar HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem said. Chazal say. Chazal say. What do you mean? Hashem said, say Malchus. That's not true. It's not, it's not from Hashem, it's from Chazal. We have to listen to Chazal. But what does it mean, Omar Kaddish Baruch Hu, Malchus, Chonis, and Shaifers, is only with Rabbanim? That's question number one. Question number two. Bechlal, the whole, the whole wording of that statement is very, very funny. We have a, we have a general Mahalach in, in Yiddishkeit, which is, we do what the Rabbanim Shalom says. And we do what Chazal say. Why did Hashem say it? Okay, that's for him to know. If he wants to let us know, Gazantayit. Why did Chazal say what they say? We we accept the wording, the 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 the, the you know the the psak and the decisions, the rules of Chazal. So what does the Gemara mean? Hashem said whatever. Imur lufani malchis say malchis. That's all we need to know. Say zichrayim. good. Fine. That's all. That's all we need to know. What what is compelling the Gemara to say that Am Kadosh Baruch Hu say malchis? And I'll tell you why. Say I'll tell you why. What do we need to know the reason for? What does it help? What does it change anything? The Torah said, keep Shabbos. We keep Shabbos. Uh, even if we don't know why, we don't have to know why. Why is it that over here, and it's more than just the reason, the means that that's why you're doing it. You're not doing it because that's the rule. You're doing it because you want to accomplish what's supposed to be accomplished. Why is the accomplishment, why is the polyite, the result, all of a sudden, the reason why we do things? That's not why we do things. It's ironic because even in the context of, of Shaifer, the Gemara says this openly. The Gemara elsewhere in Rosh Hashanah, the Gemara asks the question. The Gemara says, Why is the Jewish people, why is the custom to blow? Uh, the, the, for, the Gemara says like this, Why do we blow on Rosh Hashanah? So the Gemara says, What do you mean? What type? One second. The Gemara interrupts the conversation. Why do we blow? Rachman in particular, the Gemara said to blow. I mean, uh, why? The type of question is why. So the Gemara says, No, no, no. What we're trying to ask is, Why is the custom to blow Dafka the ram's horn? Uh, so you want to know that? So the answer is, we wanted to remind Hashem Yisbarach of Akedah Yitzchak. 
But it's ironic, of all holidays and of all inyanim, the Gemara says this openly. We don't ask why. The Rabbanu Shem said, blow, you blow. But all of a sudden, Malchus, and I'll tell you why. And I'll tell you why. And that's why you're doing it. Don't do it just because I said so. Do it because you want me to be your king, or you want me to remember you. What's Kedesh Atam Luchuni, Kedesh Yal Zechonechem? Why is that mentioned over here? Okay, that's the second question. One, one final question is like this. We know that the minigah uh, of Kal Yisrael by the night of Rosh Hashanah is to eat simonim, right? Who knows, eat simonim, tapuch bedvash, and other things, fish, and different inyanim that we do. You eat it, or, or you know, whatever, whatever it is that you do, and you say, yihiratzen, yibrizchu yaseinu karimayinu, whatever. All the different yihiratzens. So, the question is obvious. The Rosh Hashanah already deal with this. What's the inyan of the, of the simonim? Like, what? Well, since when is there an Indian of, of uh, a school of eating pomegranate seeds? If it's just for the tefillah, because you want to be able to say Yerotzen, so say Yerotzen. Let me finish. You know, just, just get up in, you know, in the middle of the day, whatever you say, Yerotzen. Finished. You have to have a rima, you have to eat a rima. What's this Indian of Siman and Rosh Hashanah night? If, again, if it's, it's just tefillah, then say the tefillah. Evidently, the tefillah is not the, the only thing. It's something about eating these things or... We're making it concrete. So what's the end of Simon? Okay. Fine. It's like this. We know the Swarm say, I've mentioned this idea many times when it comes to Rosh Hashanah. That, you know, there's, there's, there's a, always a general idea that, that anything that exists goes back to the Sefer Yitzir. It's a well-known idea. Everything that exists expresses itself in three dimensions. Oilam, Shana, and Nefesh. Whatever exists it always makes itself known in place. It makes itself known in time, and it makes itself known in the nefesh, in an experience of the Jew. So this inn of Rosh Hashanah, this time of Rosh Hashanah, in order to fully understand it and to unpackage it, you have to see it not just as something, as a, as a period of time. Because whatever this inyan is that's called Rosh Hashanah, it, it expresses itself in, certain, in time, true, but it also expresses itself in place and in the nefesh. So what is the place that corresponds to Rosh Hashanah? So, Eretz Yisrael Bechlal, Eretz Yisrael Bechlal is certainly connected to Rosh Hashanah. It says in Pasuk, the only place in all of Chumash where there's a reference to Rosh Hashanah being a day where Hashem decides things. It's from Chazal, but Pasuk, Chumash doesn't really say that openly. The only place that it's hinted to such a thing is in reference to Eretz Yisrael. It says in Pots regarding Eretz Yisrael that Eretz Yisrael is, an, is a land that any Asher Hashem It's a land that Hashem's eyes are upon it and it is deciding what's going to be from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. So Eretz Yisrael Bechlal is, 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 is therefore associated with, with Rosh Hashanah. But more specifically, there's one spot in Eretz Yisrael which is Rosh Hashanah Dik and that's the Beis HaMikdash. The Beis HaMikdash. So, for example, we call, I mentioned this many times, that we call the, this time of Rosh Hashanah Kippur Yom Neroyim, right? Days of awe, Yom Neroyim. The first place in all of Tanakh where the word Naira is mentioned in its association with the Beis HaMikdash. Yaakov Avinu falls asleep, he has a dream by the place of the Beis HaMikdash, the ladder, and he wakes up and he says, Man Naira how awesome is this place? So the place that's associated with Naira is the Makam HaMikdash, and in time, that's Rosh Hashanah, that Tukuf of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Uh, that's also why the Swarm say this is why there's no mitzvah to go to the base of Mikdash on Rosh Hashanah, right? Rosh, uh, Pesach, Shavuot, and Sukkot. The regal is a mitzvah three times a year on Yontif. There's no mitzvah to go to the base of Mikdash on Rosh Hashanah. Yom Kippur, even Yom Kippur, there's no mitzvah to go, although the whole line of Yom Kippur is revolving around base of Mikdash. Why is there no mitzvah to visit the base of Mikdash on Rosh Hashanah? The answer is because wherever you are, it's the base of Mikdash. 
The Nina Beis Hamikdash is is Rosh Hashanah. <clears throat> now this now this connection between Rosh Hashanah, if if, if Rosh Hashanah, if, if if whatever this inner Rosh Hashanah is expresses itself in time, that's called that's Rosh Hashanah, and in place that's called Beis Hamikdash. So you would imagine that if those two things come together, Rosh Hashanah in the Beis Hamikdash, that would be like mamish like spitz Rosh Hashanah. That would be mamish Rosh Hashanah to the extreme. Rosh Hashanah in Beis Hamikdash. And the truth is, we do find this. There's a very interesting halacha that something changes halachically regarding Rosh Hashanah when it's in Beis Hamikdash, and this is what we're going to be focusing on a little bit more to identify to understand this change that happens when Rosh Hashanah meets Beis Hamikdash, and sort of, you know, and 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 when we understand this nakuda of what's unique to what happens when Rosh Hashanah. And Beis Hamikdash come together. That's going to give us more of a clear understanding of what Rosh Hashanah is, because what we have Rosh Hashanah outside Beis Hamikdash is a shtickle watered down version of Rosh Hashanah. But when you have Rosh Hashanah in Beis Hamikdash, that's that's Rosh Hashanah hundred percent. And so, if we want to understand to identify what is the Indian of Rosh Hashanah, it's hard to maybe identify what it is when all we have is the watered down version of it. When you have the extreme concentrated version of what Rosh Hashanah is, it could become a little bit more clear of what Rosh Hashanah is supposed to be in, in our experience as well. You follow? So what is what, what, what changes, what's unique, what, um, what's different about Rosh Hashanah in the Beis HaMikdash? So it's like this. The Mishnah says in Rosh Hashanah, in the beginning of the fourth parak, that in Snegeya to this year, the Mishnah says in Rosh Hashanah that, you know, we blow Shefer throughout the year, except for when Rosh Hashanah is on Shabbos, that you don't blow Shaifer. But the Mishnah says there was one place that they still would blow Shaifer even on Shabbos, and that was in the Mikdash. In the Mikdash, they would blow Shaifer even on Shabbos. Like, like I just said, when Rosh Hashanah, when Rosh Hashanah meets Beis HaMikdash, then Rosh Hashanah becomes extremely potent, extremely powerful, and nothing stands in its way, not even Shabbos. Now more than that, the Mishnah says in Rosh Hashanah Vaiter that not only in a year of Shabbos, but generally speaking, whenever there was Rosh Hashanah in the Beis HaMikdash, something different took place. It says the Mishnah like this, every single place on Rosh Hashanah, you blow Shaifer. says the Mishnah in Mesechus Rosh Hashanah, in the Beis HaMikdash, they will blow Shaifer, and at the same time, they will blow Chatzaitzers. They will blow Chatzaitzers with Shaifer, and the Mishnah says the Chatzaitzers were Makatzer, Shaifer was Marech, Chatzaitzers are trumpets. They would have two silver trumpets, and they would have a shayfer in the middle. You have three, three kahanim, you know, two, two on two in the extreme with trumpets, silver trumpets. And you would have one person in the middle blowing shayfer. And tekiah, shwar, and shua, all the different sounds of shayfer. The shayfer would blow, it's Rosh Hashanah. But they would also have trumpets blowing along with it. And the Mishnah says that since it is Rosh Hashanah, and the, the main instrument is shoifer, so the shoifer would go longer. So the key of the shoifer would be longer than the key of the chatzaitzers, shvar and shuan as well. But at the end of the day, the sound of the Beis HaMikdash on Rosh Hashanah was not just shoifer, it was shoifer with chatzaitzers. Now that's a very interesting halacha, that all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Rosh Hashanah in Mikdash comes with chatzaitzers too. Why? Why, why chatzaitzers? So, so some Rishonim say, I'll just give a little bit of explanation. So some Rishonim say, that it's more of something maybe associated with the karbanas 
of Rosh Hashanah. We know that, that on Rosh Hashanah, obviously, like every other holiday, it comes with Karbanas. And whenever Karbanas were sacrificed in the Beis HaMikdash, communal Karbanas, it came with singing, with Levian. And whenever there's Shira from Levian, it also comes with instruments. And the main instrument in the Beis HaMikdash by Karbanas was Chatzaitzris. So since you're blowing Shai from Rosh Hashanah, and Rosh Hashanah is a holiday with Karbanas, so along with the Shai for you blow Chatzaitzris too. But the Chatzaitzris are more associated with the Karbanas of Rosh Hashanah as opposed to the actual mitzvah of blowing Shaifer. So it's sort of like two things going on at the same time. There's the mitzvah of blowing Shaifer, like anywhere on planet Earth, and so that's why they had Shai from Beis too. Along with that, there was also Chatzaitzris because those are instruments associated with the Karbanas of Rosh Hashanah. That's how Rashi explains it, other Rishayim. It's not the Rambam. The Rambam in, in, in Hilchus Shoifer, this is how the Rambam presents it. Hilchus Shoifer. So he's not talking about Karbanas in Hilchus Shoifer. He's talking about the mitzvah of Shoifer. Perak Aleph, Halacha Aleph, says the Rambam, there's a mitzvah wherever you are, on planet Earth, comes from Hashanah, there's a mitzvah to hear the sound of the Shoifer. And the Rambam says, Halacha Aleph, what a Shoifer is, the sounds that you have to hear, the mitzvah of Shoifer. Halacha Beis, in Hilchus Rosh Hashanah, in Hilchus Shoifer, says the Rambam, the Mikdash, and in the base of Migdash, they would blow a shoifer in the middle with two chatzaitzris on the side. And the Ramah says, like what I mentioned, the, with all the blowings that the shoifer would do, the chatzaitzris would be also doing, just the shoifer would go a little bit longer than the chatzaitzris would. <clears throat> the fact that the Rambam puts this in Hilcha shoifer, he doesn't put this in the Lachas of Karbanas, he puts this in Hilcha shoifer. The Achorinah point out, if the Raman puts this in Hilcha Shoifer, it means that this is a mitzvah Shoifer, which is a huge chiddush, which means that if you want to know what is the mitzvah of Shoifer, it depends where you are. Anywhere on planet Earth, except for Makam HaMikdash, what's the mitzvah of Rosh Hashanah? The Yerush Shoifer. When it comes to the base HaMikdash, then the mitzvah of Rosh Hashanah, not forget, forget Karbanas, there's no such thing as Karbanas. The mitzvah of Rosh Hashanah is to hear Shoifer with Chatzaychus. The Achreinim ask a question. They say, how could it be that you have, what's going on? So you want to, you're in the base of Megdash, right? And you need to hear Shoifer, right? So it's Rosh Hashanah. So you have a Shoifer blowing, and the same thing, you have Chatzaychus blowing. The Achreinim ask the question, you know, how does that work? How, how, how do you, uh, how could you hear all these sounds? How, how could I pick up on Shoifer, you know, to be able to fulfill the mitzvah of Shoifer, but at the same time, I got other sounds of chatzaychus coming in my ears. How, how, how could I possibly do that? The Achreinim asks that and becomes a whole discussion. The Achreinim. Mm-hmm. Well, according to the Rambam, it's not a question at all. Because the mitzvah is to hear these sounds together. Notice, if the mitzvah is to hear shoifer in Beis English and the chatzaychus are just being blown because of a side thing of karbonus, then you're right. Then you've got to somehow get your hearing to pick up on just the shoifer, which is difficult to do. But according to the Rambam, again, the Chatzaitzers are not coming from a secondary point of Karbanas. The mitzvah of Shoifer in Beis HaMikdash is to hear Shoifer with Chatzaitzers. So this orchestra, this, you know, mixture of Chatzaitzers sounds with Shoifer sounds, that's the mitzvah. So it's not like you have to pick up on Shoifer. Whatever it is that you're hearing, this cacophony of sounds of Chatzaitzers and Shoifer, that's the mitzvah. It's in Hilcha Shoifer. It's not a side issue of Karbanas. This is the mitzvah of Shoifer. So this is a very interesting thing, is that again, as I said before, everything expresses itself in place, time, and in nefesh. The inner Rosh Hashanah expresses itself in, in time, that's Rosh Hashanah, and the place of Rosh Hashanah in, in, in place is the base of English. And therefore it would make sense 
that when Rosh Hashanah and Beis Hamikdash come together, oh, that's Rosh Hashanah in its purest form. And how was Rosh Hashanah in its purest form expressed? By blowing shofar with chatzaytzus. So whenever we have on Rosh Hashanah, we hear the sound of the shofar. It's a it's bechinas Rosh Hashanah. It's a watered down version of Rosh Hashanah. It's the Rosh, it's the best we can do. But when you have, but if you want to experience. Rosh Hashanah in its purest form, in its most extreme form, you go to the Beis HaMegdash and you'll hear over there, Shaifer with Chatzot. So if we want to now understand, so what is Rosh Hashanah in the Nefesh? What does Rosh Hashanah mean? What's our Avaidna Rosh Hashanah? In order to really define Rosh Hashanah in its purest form, without any dilution, and without anything watered down, we have to figure out what is this Indian of Shaifer with Chatzot. If we could identify what's this avayda, what's the name of Shoifer, plus Chatzaitrus, that will give us a more crisp and clear picture of what Rosh Hashanah is, and then we'll be able to translate that in our own personal avayda. So what's this, what's this yachas, what's this relationship between Shoifer and Chatzaitrus? What's, mi- you know, what's missing with just Shoifer and Chatzaitrus? <clears throat> okay, so there's a Torah, there's a very well-known Torah from the Mezut Shemagid. So it's a safer we have our Tyra. It's not from Mizut Shemagid himself, but it's Tyra's from the Mizut Shemagid. So in Parshas Baloyzle, Mizut Shemagid is quoted over here as saying the following, the following Tyra. And here's the idea. The word Chatzaitz is a second, the idea of trumpets. Let's go back, let's go to that Sogi for a second. So it's a, it's a Parsha, it's a halach in Parshas Baloyzle. So it says in Pasuk over there, Rabbanshan says to Meshar Beinu, you should make for yourself two trumpets of silver. And these chatzaitzis will be used for karbanas in the Mishkan. They'll be used to gather Kal Yisrael in the Midbar when they need. By the way, it's an interesting thing. The Pasuk says, Hashem says to my Shabbat, you should make these trumpets. I mentioned by Shal Shudas already that say that it means that first of all, Moshe Rabbeinu had to pay from his private funds, his personal money, in order to have these chatzotzers. And more than that, these chatzotzers that Moshe Rabbeinu used cannot be used by anyone else. They're unique to Moshe Rabbeinu. Later generations, they had to make their own chatzotzers. So the chatzotzers of the Beis Hamikdash will be made. These were not the same chatzotzers that Moshe made. So you see already the interesting thing that this mitzvah chatzotzers. There's something deeply connected to Moshe Rabbeinu in particular. So again, going back, you have Chatzaitzis uh, and Shoifer come together to express Rosh Hashanah in its purest form, in its most extreme form. And the of Chatzaitzis is definitely connected to Moshe Rabbeinu. Now, by the way, again, we'll, we'll see, maybe we'll see about this, but Rosh Hashanah is also connected to, to the Tzadik Adar, to the Moshe Rabbeinu. Okay. But what's the... So, Chatzaitzis Kasev. So, it's a tar from the Mizut Shemagid. Mizut Shemagid says like this, Pirish. The word chatzaitzis means trumpets. The seven is a chumagi pirish beis chatzitzuras. Beis chatzitzuras. The word chatzaitzuras comes from a combination of two words, which means chatzitzura. Chatzitzura. What does it mean chatzitzura? It means half of an image. Half of an image. What does that mean? So Mizut Shumagi goes on to explain like this. The, the, you know, in, in Chazal, one of the deepest... This, one of the highest madregas of, of a tzaddik in the language of Chazal, the highest madrega that let's say the Ovis Akdashim reached, Chazal had a Lashen Ha'avais, Heinein Hamarkava, that the Ovis Akdashim reached a level where they are called the chariot. What does it mean, Ha'avais Heinein Hamarkava? So, the seven minutes of like this, just explain. Mr. is like this. We tend to think that the way our relationship 
with the Rabbanu works is like this. The Rabbanu Shalom, there's the higher world. There's, there's God. And then the Rabbanu Shalom created us, and we're down here, and we're human beings. And we're simple human beings. The Rabbanu Shalom gave us, respond, and, and as human beings, we're deeply connected to this planet, to this place. But the Rabbanu Shalom, for whatever reason, decided in his infinite wisdom that he wants human beings to serve him. So the Rabbanu Shalom therefore gives us mitzvahs, he gives us obligations, and the Rabbanu Shalom said, you do what you have to do, and then I'll do what I have to do. So you do what you do down here. And the Rabbanu Shalom says, what I'm going to do, you, you, uh, you keep Shabbos, you learn, you daven, you do your chiyuvim, uh, you do chesed, and so on. And the Rabbanu Shalom is going to be in the highest place, in the highest world, and he's going to be doing unbelievable things up there. And you're going to see the results of it. Right? We know that everything of this world, everything we experience in this world is, is trickling down from the higher world, right? So we want, we want Parnasa, you want Shef, you want Brocha, you want all good things. Uh, you know, Chazal say, Ein Mazel Yisrael, that we don't believe in, in Mazel. The Swarm say, Ein Mazel Yisrael, that the truth is everything we have is coming from a mysterious place of the higher world, Ein, a place of nothingness, so to speak. So the Rabbanu Shalom said, listen, the higher world, uh, that's my domain. But for whatever reason, I've decided that, but Misa, whatever you have comes from my domain. So I decide it's up to you. You do what you do down there, and I'll, I'll get things rolling up here. That's a simple way to think of it. Chazal say, what does it mean? Ha'avis heinin markav. It means the Ovis HaKadoshim reached a level where that's not the system they were working with. It's not the pshat that Avram Avinu, Avram Avinu was chesed, right? Avram Avinu worked, served the Rabbanu Shalom. His main thing was chesed in the world. So what's the simple pshat? Avram Avinu does chesed. And Hashem says, oh, you're such a bal chesed. So that means that I'm going to activate in Shemayim the world, that's the Indian that's called the sphere of chesed. And the Mela, you're going to see the, the effects of that chesed in your life. But Avram Avinu down here was not, was not activating the higher world. Avram Avinu was doing his thing down here. And the Rabbanu Shalom was responding. Chazal say, that the Ovis reached a level where they themselves were the chariot. What does that mean? It means the Ovis Akhtarishim reached a level where they were no longer just human beings down here doing human things and the Rabbanishim reacting. Rather, everything the Ovis were doing, they were pile on the heart. They were actively, they, they were no longer active in this world, so to speak, purely in this world. Everything they were doing was, 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 was actually engaging in the higher world. When Avram Avinu, when Avram Avinu looked at another Jew, no, no, he wasn't a Jew, Avram Avinu looked at another human being and he had sympathy towards that other person, it wasn't the, and then all of a sudden that person like would have more blessing in his life. How'd that work? It wasn't the pshat that Avram Avinu looks at this guy and says, Rachmanis, look at this guy, he needs a parnasa. And then Avram Avinu would like, daven to Hashem, this guy should have a parnasa. And Hashem says, oh, Avram Avinu, you're such a big tzaddik, you don't have to be sure, I'll give this guy a pronounce. It's not for sure. Avram Avinu became the embodiment of the divine midah, the divine attribute that's called chesed. And by Avram Avinu automatically looking to another human being with chesed deka eyes and compassion, automatically that means the Rabbanu Shalom was looking at that person with compassionate eyes. Avram Avinu was not doing something and God was reacting. Avram Avinu was the chariot of Elikus. He was the chariot of the Rabbanu Shalom in a particular midah that's called Chesed. And Yitzchak Avinu was the same thing in terms of Gvura. And Yaakov Avinu was the same thing in terms of Teferis. Whatever those midahs mean. 
but it was, it was they reached a level where it wasn't a matter of like they're doing an avoda and the rebbeinu is responding. What they automatically feel and do is the rebbeinu feeling and doing through them. This is this is a great mystery of creation that the rebbeinu decide in his infinite wisdom to give over himself to the avisaktoshim. It wasn't the pshat the rebbeinu said, "Listen, I'm going to sign a deal." The deal is that whatever you ask me to do, like I'll do. The Rabbanu wasn't signing a deal, committing, him, committing his actions. The Rabbanu Kivyachal in creation, through the Avis Akdashim, was giving him, he was making himself Kivyachal and Evid to the Avis, that whatever the Avis Akdashim themselves direct their holy energies towards, that is directing divine energy towards that place. It wasn't step one and step two. All there is, is all there was, was Elokus being channeled by them. That's the Avis Akdashim, Avis Hanin and Merkav. Now, <clears throat> This is described by Chazal, you know, whenever Hashem Yisbarach calls the tzaddikim, so in Tanakh, it's usually by, Hashem says the name twice, right? Avram, Avram. What's Avram, Avram? Mm-hmm. So Chazal say, because there's Avram above, there's an Avram below. And every Jew has sort of their parallel, but the Avos Akhtoshim, they lived up to that. There's an Avram, and Avram. What is the meaning of Avram, Avram? So says the, said, said the, uh, said the Mizrach Shemagi, this is what it means. It means, Avram, Avram means that the, the, the Avram Avinu above and the Avram Avinu below were mamish, it was the same Indian. There wasn't a human being down here motivating, inspiring, asking Hashem for something above. What they did automatically meant that it was an Avram Avinu above being piled. It wasn't Avram Avinu down here and all of a sudden, the, all there, there, the Avram Avinu down here was an Avram Avinu above. And he was the embodiment of Chesed. Now it happens to be of all the tzaddikim, there was one tzaddik of all time that this is True on its most subtle and most extreme level, that's Maishar Rabbeinu. If the Avis were considered a Merkava, and that's described by their name being called twice, that who they are down here and who their root is in the higher world is Mamish unified, to the point of where there's no human being down here trying to, trying to inspire something to happen above. Whatever is above is Mamish who they are down here. But when Hashem says Avram Avram, we know that in, in, in the in the truck there's a pasik, there's a there's a hefsik between Avram Avram. The only person that whose name is in Tanakh is called twice without any hefsik, that's Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu is Kulay Merkava. Moshe Rabbeinu, there's Kemat, the language of Chazal. Chazal say that Ish, that is the, from waist down he was human, waist up God. That's Chazal say about Moshe Rabbeinu. What does that mean? doesn't mean his body was, was divided in half. It means that the, the higher part, the Maisha above, the root of Maisha in the higher world, that's the Rabbanu universe, and the Maisha below were of the same body. It was just bottom half, top half. Not two separate people somehow connected to each other. Ma'amish, the same person. Maisha Rabbeinu, this is what the meaning of Maisha Rabbeinu was so humble. The humbleness of Maisha Rabbeinu was a bachla, there was no human being. It was a, all he was was just a chariot for Elokos. Now ironically, that same humility that gives Moshe Rabbeinu, that makes Moshe Rabbeinu so humble and so nothing, gives him the greatest power in the world. Because anything that Moshe Rabbeinu thinks, says, or wants, is all of a sudden the Rabbanishim saying it. It's not... Nothing like this sentence has ever been said by the Rabbanishim about any other human being besides Moshe Rabbeinu. That when Aaron and Miriam say Lashonar against Moshe, what does Hashem say to them? Hashem says, how are you not afraid to speak against my servant Moshe? The Rabbani Shalom says, how are you not scared to talk about Moshe Rabbeinu? Like, for the Rabbani Shalom to say that, like Hashem's not scared of anything, right? 
means the Rabbanu Shalom, understand this, if the Rabbanu Shalom says that, it means he understands the musik of being afraid of human being. And the Rabbanu Shalom is saying, how could you not be afraid of Maisha Avenu? Such a thing. A pachat, a year of Maisha Avenu. There's Yeras Hashem, there's Yeras, there's Maira Mikdash, but there's Yeras Maisha, to be afraid of Maisha Avenu. It's because Maisha Avenu was, his top half was a lakos. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't have to daven when, 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 when Miriam, in that whole mice, when Miriam has tsaras, so what does Moshe say? Kelna Rafanova. Kelna Rafanova. They got voidus, big Like For other people to be part of such a thing, you would have to have tanesim and like, you know, asifas. Moshe Rabbeinu. Where did that kayak come from? He's just on Hashem's good side. Moshe Rabbeinu's ritzainus, his machshavis, his dibur. That's a lakos. That's the Rabbanu Shem speaking. Shechina medaberes mitaych groinai. Tairas Moshe. My Vesimchastar, Maisha Emes, Vesarasai Emes. Sarasai Emes? What does it mean, Maisha's Emes? I mean, Maisha's Emes. The Rabbanu Shalom's Emes. Chaisamish Lakosh Barhu Emes. Maisha Emes. Sarasai Emes. The answer is, Maisha Rabbeinu is this Indian of Merkava to the most extreme. Akadekach, that you kamamish, kilu, kilu, kibiachal. You can't even be mafred between it. It's Maisha Emes, Vesarasai Emes, just like Chaisamish Lakosh Barhu Emes. The Chetzil Malayim. What's the side of Chatzaitzis? Said the Mr. Chumagi, the side of Chatzaitzis is that this Indian of Merkava, which, which, which expresses itself in, 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 a, in an extreme way by the others, and it, the most perfected version by Moshe Rabbeinu, is something that every single year has a Shachist. And this is the Chiddush of the midst of Chatzaitzis. Because although it's true that the mitzvah of Chatzotzis was something that was given, that, that Moshe Rabbeinu had to fashion the Chatzotzis. And Moshe Rabbeinu's personal Chatzotzis could not be passed down to later generations. But, those but the mitzvah of Chatzotzis is a mitzvah to Klal Yisrael. And the Chatzotzis were used to gather Klal Yisrael. They're used to bring carbonus in the base of Megdash, to sing songs to Hashem in the base of Megdash on behalf of Klal Yisrael. And the word Chatzotzis, said the Mitzvah of means Chatzitzura. That what you are, the version that you have down here, you're half of who you are. Because the essential self of a Jew is not a human being with obligations. The essential self of a Jew is that you are Merkava for Elikos. What you, Moshe Rabbeinu is the, again, the, 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 every, let's put it this way. Every single Jew, Chazal say, the Zarek says, every single Jew has a piece of Moshe Rabbeinu within them. Which means that Moshe Rabbeinu is the inyan of this thing that's called Merkava. The ability of a Jew to be able to not, not motivate the Rabbani Shalom, but what you think is what God thinks. And what you do is what God does. That's Moshe Rabbeinu. That's, that's what Moshe Rabbeinu means. And there's a piece of that inside of every Jew. And the mitzvah of Chatzaisis expresses this. The mitzvah of Chatzaisis said the Mitzvah Shemagid is the side of Chatzaisis Kesef. Kesef is, means silver. Kesef, the Mitzvah Shemagad explains, Kesef also comes from Kisufim, which means longing and desire. Chatzaychus Kesef means that, the, that, you, that who you are down here is longing and, in desi- and desiring of reconnecting to its, to its second half above. And, and thinking of yourself as just this version of who you are is, is, is undercutting your identity. It's Bechlan on who you are. And until you connect to your higher half, then, then, then you have to be longing to discover yourself. Because until you become a Moshe Rabbeinu, it means you don't have who you are yet. That's the mitzvah of Chatzaitzis. The Mitzvah Shemagid says like this, 
This is the meaning of, the, of this mitzvah trumpets. That what a human being is, is mamish half of, that what we think of ourselves is half of what we are. That's why he says the word Adam is a combination of the word, of the, of the letters Aleph and Dam. Aleph and Dam. Dam represents blood, that re- the flesh and blood. That represents of who we are, who we usually think of ourselves as down here. What's the Aleph? Aleph always represents Hashem, Alufish Loilam. The word Adam is Aleph Dam. The word Adam means that you are not who <coughs> you are not Dam. You are a Merkava for Elokus. The Chiddush is that the Ovis Hakdoshim worked on themselves to such a degree where this reality of them being a chariot for the Rebbeinu was obvious and clear to the naked eye. That when Avram Avinu had Rachmanus on someone, automatically that person experienced Rachmanus from heaven. Chazal says such a thing that there was a stone. Avram Avinu had a necklace. Chazal say Avram Avinu had a necklace, and on this necklace was a precious stone. And any sick person would look at that stone, and it would be healed. And Chazal say, and Avram Avinu died. So what did Hashem do with that necklace? He took it and he put it on the sun. Put it on the sun. And now any Jew who looks at the sun, they'll be healed from that. Well, what? The Swarm say means like this. The stone of Avram the, the necklace of Avram Avinu means his heart. When you looked at Avram Avinu, and Avram Avinu saw that Nebuch, you needed a Yeshua, then Avram Avinu would say, Nebuch, he needs a Yeshua. And then automatically it would be a Yeshua. Because that was a Merkava. Now no, Avram Avinu is gone. So where did that didn't even go? So now it goes, it goes back to heaven. Now we have to turn to Hashem Yisbarach to look for Yeshua's. But tzaddikim that are this bechin of Merkava, then what they think automatically spoil. That's what the Merkava is. That's what chatzotzis are. So chatzotzis, let's understand. So nachmos, chatzotzis are a mitzvah that connects us to this bechina called Moshe Rabbeinu, that reveals to us this truth, that who we are essentially is much deeper than what we think. We are, we have the potential to live in such a way to be a Merkava for Elikos. To mamash be a Merkava. To be a way through which the Rabbani Shalom lives in the world through us. Not davening and getting what we want. What we think, what we do, is the Rabbani Shalom thinking and doing through us. Let's go to Rosh Hashanah now. So what's the mitzvah of Rosh Hashanah? We blow Shaifer, yeah? We blow Shaifer. Why do you blow Shaifer Rosh Hashanah? What's the Indian Rosh Hashanah of, of Shaifer? So everyone knows the Rambam, right? The Rambam and Hilchis Tshuva. The Rambam says, even though blowing the Shaifer is Xer Sakasov, Torah says, blow, you blow. But remez, yesh, there's a remez to shayfer. What's the remez to shayfer? The blowing of the shayfer, the sound of the shayfer is to remind us not to fall asleep in this world. As Ramah says, there's, some, there's such a thing as a Jew, as a person walking through life, going through life, and they're involved in, in this world, and they become, they, become, they become overwhelmed by it, and they fall asleep, from the stupidities of life, they just fall asleep. doesn't mean they don't do mitzvahs, doesn't mean they're necessarily doing averis, but they're, 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 they're asleep. They don't, they're, they're obligations the chiyuvim, the mitzvahs, the opportunities that we have in life, they don't take as seriously as they should. Says the Rambam, the mitzvah of shoifer is to remind us, is to wake us up, and to, and to make us appreciate more the, opportun- the mitzvahs that we have in front of us and, there are, and our <coughs> obligations. In other words, th- th- there's, one, there's one way which is going through life, and yeah, every once in a while, and I go through my day, so I got to, yeah, I have to do this, I have to do that, I have to have a shakr, and I have to do a mitzvah here and there. But listen, it's not like, you know, it's not, these are secondary inyanim of my life. Comes the shayf, and the shayf says, oh, secondary inyanim. Those are the most, uh, most important moments of your life. Those are the most important of the days when you have the opportunity to do mitzvahs. And that's what the Raman then continues. He says, because of this mitzvah shayfer, 
what the shofar is supposed to remind us of this Indian of that mitzvahs are not secondary. They're the most they're the most precious moments of the day, and not to get swallowed up in the non mitzvah moments of the day. So the Raman says because of this, whenever a person get, comes to a mitzvah, they have to think of like the whole world is hanging in the balance, like every half you know the scales are are even, and like what I do is mamish a huge impact. So the Indian of shofar, and and this is the version. This is the watered-down, simplified, non-Besamigdash version of Rosh Hashanah, which is, I'm still a human being. And, my, and, my, and I'm still drawn, and my nature is still to be involved in non-mitzvah things. It's just, I can't, get, I, I, you know, I can't lose sight of mitzvahs. I can't allow myself to fall asleep. So I need the shofar to remind me that, 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 that really the, the most... The most, um, the most uh, uh, significant points of my day, relatively speaking, are the moments of mitzvahs. And because and, 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 there's so much at stake. That's the Ramah goes on. There's so much at stake. The whole world is hanging in a balance. And if I'm going to get shefa and good things in my life and the world in large, it depends if I do mitzvahs and Eisen Teufen. So just like, like it, 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 there's much more stakes involved when it comes to mitzvahs as opposed to other things. But that's all, that's all Rosh Hashanah watered down. But then you come to Beis HaMikdash. And what's Beis HaMikdash? See, Beis HaMikdash, if you think about it, the Beis HaMikdash is also an Indian of Merkava. Why? So who works in Beis HaMikdash? Who's the, who live in Beis HaMikdash? Kahanim, yeah? The Gemara says in a few places, Yuma, other places, that Kahanim in Halacha, Kahanim, when you bring a carbon, who, who's the kind working for? For you? I mean, some of we pay the salary, right? They give, we give them chumas. Kahanim shlucha derachmonen in Kahanim are the shluchim of the Rabbanishal. It means, when the Chazal say such a thing, when the Kayan eats a carbon, it's Kaviyacha like the Mizbeach eating a carbon. That's part of the Avay. The Gemara says that the, the, the full kapara of a carbon happens not when, the, when it's burnt on the Mizbeach and the Rabbanishal gets his portion. The full shlemus of kapara is when the Kayan eats his portion. Because the Achilles Kahanim is like Achilles Mizbeach. What's this mustak of Kahanim? The Kahanim or the Shluchim of the Rabbanim? The, the answer is because the Inn of Beis HaMikdash is not just that we have responsibility. The Inn of Beis HaMikdash is the, the concept of Merkava. That what a Yid is Bechlal is an extension of Elikos. And the only reason why we're here is as emissaries of Elikos and as entities of Elikos all, we're, all our entire Indian is mitzvahs and maizim toivim. Our entire Indian is avayda. Our entire Indian is elikos. That's our whole sugya. What it says in pasuk that you know, the Rambam in the beginning of Hilchas Beis Avachira, you know, sort of qualifies and categorizes what's the Indian Beis Hamikdash. Like what's the halachi? What's the Indian? So Rambam says, what's the Beis Hamikdash? The Beis Hamikdash is a house that two things happen. It's karbanis, and yidin go to be oilerekel. It's a very interesting thing. To be Euler Regal. Ramaz, Ramaz clarifying that the mitzvah of being Euler Regal, of visiting the Beis three times a year, is Mamish the in the Beis HaMikdash. Chazal say that when you go to, to be Euler Regal, so it says in Pasuk, every single Jew should go to Beis HaMikdash, Lirais Espanyol Den Hashem, to see the face of Hashem. Chazal say that Lirais, the word Lirais means to see, but you could also play with the, with the Nekudas of it, and you could also read the word Lirais, to be seen. And Chazal says such a thing that there's halachas that I learned out from this. That when you be Euler Regal, it's not the Peshat that you're just seeing Hashem. Hashem is seeing you. 
So it's a, and Chazal learned that from the same words as Liris. Liris, Liris. The answer is, why, how? The answer is, because the whole secret of Beis is Merkava. Is Merkava. Is whatever you're doing, whatever your experience in this world is, the Rabbani Shalom is experiencing that through you. If you are looking at something, it means the Rabbani Shalom is looking. There's no chilek between Liris and Liris. What you using your eyes means the Rabbani Shalom is using his eyes. So when you go to Beis Hamikdash to see something, that means the Rabbani Shalom is also seeing something. And what is he seeing? He's seeing you. You see him, he sees you. Not as a reaction. But that's the same experience. The Indian of Beis Hamikdash is the Indian of Merkava. The Beis Hamikdash is a place where the, the Zara says, heaven and earth, cut, heaven and earth touch. The, the Aran, everyone knows the Aran didn't take up any space. The whole Indian of Beis Hamikdash is, is it yes, planet earth, or is it not planet earth? It's, it's like, it almost doesn't fit here. Comes Rosh Hashanah, so what happens on Rosh Hashanah in Beis Hamikdash? Rosh Hashanah Beis Hamikdash, we blow Shoifer with Chatzayt. Because the average Rosh Hashanah outside Beis Hamikdash, the watered-down version of Rosh Hashanah is, listen, I'm still a human being, and my inclination in life is still fundamentally to things of this world, but no, I have to take my mitzvahs seriously, and I've got to take my responsibilities seriously. That's what, mitzvahs, that's what Yiddishkeit is, responsibilities. That's Shoifer. Comes the Beis Hamikdash and says, that's not, that's not the say, that's not the shleimus. The shleimus is to realize that, you're, that what's waking you up and what's drawing you to mitzvahs is not your responsibility. What's drawing you to mitzvahs is the fact that you're, an el- that you're a piece of elikus. And therefore, it's not, it's not your, uh, it's a responsibility to do mitzvahs. That's who you are. That's what you're here for. There's nothing else, b'chlal. There's nothing else, b'chlal. And the mele mitzvahs are not something that you have to do and then the Rabbani Shem reacts to. When you put on tefillin, the Rabbani Shem puts on tefillin. Chazal say that, right? Chazal say that the Rabbani Shem How we know the Rabbani Shem puts on tefillin? Marcos Pesukim. When does the Rabbani Shem put on tefillin? Like, like what time of the day? So the Rabbani say, you know when the Rabbani Shem puts on tefillin? When you put on tefillin. But not as a reaction. Because you're a Merkava for Elikus. Whatever tefillin means. Whatever, whatever, whatever light of elikus is entering into the universe that's called tefillin, that's happening not, be, not, not, not as a result. That, that, that is your hanachas tefillin. So the secret of Rosh Hashanah, the, the, the hisayrus, the wake up from the slumber that is called Rosh Hashanah, on a basic katmistika level is, I have responsibilities. And these responsibilities are super duper important. And if I don't take them seriously... Ay, ay, ay. But that's, Beis that's Rosh Hashanah outside Beis HaMikdash. Rosh Hashanah in Beis HaMikdash is that of course I'm waking up to my responsibilities, but, but they're not even called responsibilities. That, that, all there is is, is this Avaida, and everything I'm doing is not doing something because I need the Rabbani Shalom to respond. This is what, this is what I do. This is, this is what the Rabbani Shalom does. I'm just, I'm just an extension of him. It's, it's more than just... Uh, uh, you know, a responsibility that I do. I'm b'chalal not part of the world. All I am is an extension of the Rabbani Shalom here to bring the Rabbani Shalom's presence more out. That's what I'm here for. And, that, and everything I do is doing that. Every mitzvah that I do is a part of that activity of bringing the Rabbani Shalom out. It's not a, it's not a, a chiv. It's not a responsibility, a decision that I have to make. It's b'chalal. Let's go back. Imrul Amar HaKadosh Baruch The Rabbani Shalom said, Say Malchis, we ask the question, it's only Darabana. Chazal say, not Hashem. The answer is, it's true, it's Darabana. And halachically, it's only with Darabana, not the Raisa. 
But the secret of Rosh Hashanah, Bishlei Musa, is that whatever Chazal say is Omar Kaddish Baruch Automatically it's Omar Kaddish Baruch Because the Tzadikim and the Ovis and the Ovis HaKadosh Moshe Rabbeinu Chazal, they embody this Indian of Merkava. They're not doing things because it's a Chiyav. This is their Metzias. Their very identity is Elokus. And if their identity is Elokus, then automatically they're drawn to Elokustic experiences. And everything they, they, they do in those contexts is the Rabbanu Shalom being poil. It's all, it, 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 it's, it's a Merkava. And this is why it says, Say Malchias, Kadesh it's not giving an explanation and it's not saying it's not saying do this to get a certain result. That's the Metzias. The Metzias is that when a Jew says the Rabbanu Shalom is a Melech, that means the Rabbanu Shalom is a Melech. When a Jew says the Rabbanu Shalom remembers me Toiva, that means the Rabbanu Shalom remembers me Toiva. There's a statement from the Baal Shem Tov. Everyone knows the Gemara says that there's three Svarim on Rosh Hashanah, right? Tzadikim, Rishayim, Bainim, right? Chaim, Vamesim, and so on. So the Baal Shanta said, we think that what? We're down here and we hope to God, please write me in the right book. Baal Shanta said, you, it's, it's an avoida. You have to write yourself in the Sifr and Shal Sadiqim. How do you do that? It doesn't just mean to do chayav. You make yourself a tzaddik and automatically a Sifr and Shal Sadiqim. How do you put your, how, what does it mean that you put yourself in the book of Sadiqim? It means that what we think and how we define ourselves on Rosh Hashanah is how we're defined. Why? So if I, if, I, if I think positively, if I have bitachan in the Rabbani Shalom, and I have a Muna in His kindness to me, and I trust that Bez Hashem, he's, He has my back, and no matter what happens, everything He does in my life is L'tayv, then that means it's going to be L'tayv. How does that work? How does that work? I didn't daven for it, I didn't ask for it. The answer is, you're a Merkav on Rosh Hashanah. The inn of Rosh Hashanah, Bishlei Musa, is Shlefer with Chatzaisis. So we start off, there's three dimensions. There's time, there's place, and there's nefesh. Rosh Hashanah in time is Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah in place is based on English. And what is, what is that Indian in the nefesh? The, in the, 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 the Rosh Hashanah in the nefesh is this sense of living in such a way where I see myself as a Merkava, as a shlich of the Rabbani Shalom, and whatever I do, I'm bringing God into that place. By the way, this is positive and God forbid negative. Baltanya says in many places, this is the secret of what it means, the, 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 the tragedy of Golas. He says, when we talk about Hashem going into Golas, he says, when Hashem's in Golas, where he's in some. Baltanya said, whenever a Jew, God forbid, thinks something negative or does something negative, you're not doing something bad and Hashem Nebuch has to punish you. You're bringing God into that place. God is forced to think that. And God is forced to say that. And God is forced to do that. That's a big Rachmanis. It's one thing to mess yourself up, right? You know, bring the Rabbanu Shalom to that place. That's a, the famous thing. It was Nefesh Chaim, right? The Chaim says that if a Jew thinks something no, not nice, then it's like taking the head of the king and putting it in the toilet. Because that's literally what's happening. So this <laughs> end of Merkava is not just everything's gewaldic. It's a, it's a serious achrayis. But it's not an ach, but it's an ach, But it's a reality. And this is the Avoid of Rosh Hashanah. <coughs> And I, I'm going I'm to say this, this is going to sound like, who, uh, you know, super duper deluxe big avoidance. But I'm telling you, for 48 hours, you can do it. Not only could you do it, you have to do it. And, and, and we don't have the, the iris of Rosh Hashanah yet. So to imagine right now what we can do is impossible. Comes Rosh Hashanah, you'll be able to do it. The avoid of Rosh Hashanah is the backdrop. The screensaver of Rosh Hashanah is that whatever I think, and whatever I do, I'm not doing it as a human being and hoping that God is 
going to respond positively to this. What I'm doing, I'm, this is the Rabbanu Shalom thinking. And what I do is the Rabbanu Shalom doing. Means that when you say a good yontif to another Jew, right, uh, uh, or the Rosh Hashanah night, uh, uh, you know, Rosh Hashanah Tzadik, right? So, right? You're not giving brachas. You're a, you're a navi. Kaya Mar Hashem, Rosh Hashanah Tzadik, because of his chasen. When you eat a pomegranate, it's not a shot you're human being. There's two two ways to eat a pomegranate. There's pre and post Rosh Hashanah, which is a mini pomegranate. <coughs> yeah, okay. Uh, I should make a bracha. I have to make a bracha. And I could use it as an opportunity to say it's feel as well, very, very nice. But when it comes to Rosh Hashanah, you're a Merkava for Elokos. And as a Merkava for the Rabbanu Shalom, the Rabbanu Shalom doesn't eat pomegranates. All the Rabbanu Shalom does is that he's, he brings Shefa to the world. That's what the Rabbanu Shalom does. So you are bringing Shefa to the world by eating a pomegranate. So it, the Achil itself is an, is, an, is an act of hashpa. It's an act, it's an act of divine revelation. Automatically. So you eat and you say, Yiratzim. But the Icar is not even the Yeras, the Icar is eating the pomegranate. Because everything in Rosh Hashanah is redefined as Merkava. This is what Rabbi Nachman said, it's important thing, Rabbi Nachman said that in Rosh Hashanah, a Jew has to be very careful, especially the first day of Rosh Hashanah, only think positive thoughts. Only think positive thoughts. Don't allow yourself to think anything negative. Why is the Machshava so important? Yeah, I'm not talking about doing anything wrong, doing Aver Chas Hashanah. I'm talking about just, just think good. Think good. Why? It's because... Because what you think on Rosh Hashanah is the Rabbanu Shalom thinking. This is the Avayi Rosh Hashanah to be Merkava like that. When you say Malchus, that is Poyal. And this is what we have to believe. We have to believe that what we think, what we do is Mamash Poyal. And our relationship to Yiddishkeit, to Avayi Hashem, is different through Rosh Hashanah. It's not human beings with certain sense of responsibilities, and we hope that the Rabbanu Shalom will, will help us out with that. No, we are emissaries of the Rabbanu Shalom in this world to bring Shefa and to bring life. And the mitzvahs that we're given are the, are the vehicles through which we do that. But that's all there is. Everything else is... Uh, if it's not a mitzvah, if it's not part of what is Hashem, it doesn't exist for us. That's the Nakud of Rosh Hashanah. Again, the watered-down version of Rosh Hashanah, the simple shoifer sound is, of course there's eating pomegranate stam. And of course there's going to sleep stam. And of course there's stam having... Uh, simple conversations. Those are, those are not important, but what I should take more importantly are the moments of mitzvahs. Don't fall asleep. But when you couple that with chatzotzers, then it's not that you're not falling asleep. Th- those, those moments don't exist unless they're in the context of Elikos. And they can be. They can be part of, of the Rabbanu Shalom's universe. That Everything we do can be part of Avodah Hashem, as long as it's mutter, obviously. But it, it, Rosh Hashanah says, if it's not part of Elikos, then to me, a Pasha doesn't exist. It simply doesn't exist, because all I am is Elikos. All I am is the Rabbani Shalom. And as the Rabbani Shalom, all I see is the Rabbani Shalom. Like I go to the base of the Migdash, Liris, Lerois. I see the Rabbani Shalom, Rabbani Shalom sees me. It's like Chazal say about Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe is compared to the sun, yeah? So Chazal say a fantastic thing. The Gemara Rosh Hashanah, it's Allah, the Gemara talks about this, but the Gemara says, uh, the Gemara says that the sun never saw the dark side of the moon. If you think about it, right? Because whatever the sun sees, so to speak, is lichtik. The sun doesn't see darkness. The Moshe Rabbeinu is like the sun. The Rabbanu is compared to the sun. The Rabbanu is compared to the sun. The Rabbanu only sees light. So on Rosh Hashanah, that you are, 
you have to redefine yourself as a Merkavah for the Rabbani Shalom, then all you see is light. All you see is light. And if something, and if something doesn't seem to be lichtig, then to you it doesn't exist. And if it exists, it means that you're seeing it lichtig. All you see is light in Rosh Hashanah. Don't allow anything else. Any, anything else is, 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 is the opposite of Rosh Hashanah. The avoid of Rosh Hashanah is this in the Merkavah. In that context, then every word that you say in Shemana Esrei is, an, is, is, is a word of nevuah. When, when you say in davening, right? Chazal say such a thing. Chazal say that Rabbi, Rabbeinu HaKadosh, uh, Rabbeinu HaKadosh was like this, Mar says, I think it was Rabbiya. Rabbiya, his davening was such, when he would say, Ma'ashavaruach, wind would blow. And Mar Geshem would start to rain. So, Mar says, famous story, right? Rabbi Kiva, there was a drought, right? Rabbi Lazar gets up to daven, nothing. And Rabbi Kiva gets up. He says, Avinu Malkeinu, all of a sudden everything starts raining, right? But not because he's greater, but because he was Mavra Al-Midaisav. Mavra Al-Midaisav means that Rabbi Kiva didn't see himself as a... He, he's a, he's a shleich of the Rabban Shalom. He's a Merkava for Elikos. This guy said something not nice to me? Who am I? I'm a nobody. I'm nothing. I'm just a shleich of Hashem. And if I'm a shleich of Hashem, how do I see him? There's also a shleich of Hashem. So Hashem... Gave me a little bit Musr. Okay. It's not that guy. Again, the sun only sees light. So Rabbi Kiva, what's Rabbi Kiva? Rabbi Kiva is Mavra Omid Daisa. Rabbi Kiva doesn't take anything personally. Why? Because all Rabbi, Rabbi Kiva's entire life is, we have to say to be Moser Nefesh. Rabbi Kiva's whole life is, it's all the Rabbani Shalom, all I am is Yad Hashem. Everything I do is, is for the Rabbani Shalom, through the Rabbani Shalom, with the Rabbani Shalom, everything I experience is the Rabbani Shalom. And so when Rabbi, when Rabbi Kiva just says the words, there should be rain, guess what happens? It rains. It's not a tefillah that got answered. It was a psak. Rabbi Kiva was paskining, al pidin, that it has to rain. And really it rains. This is the, when you daven Rosh Hashanah, that's that, that's, you know, it, it's, it's brought down the, the Shulchan Aruch. I'm not, I'm not advising this for this shul, okay? Because we have enough, we have enough uman de kenyanim. But, but the Shulchan Aruch does say that there are those that have a minig that Rosh Hashanah, even the Shemoneser should be loud, Okay? Okay, I'm not saying we should do that. The minig is not like that. Okay, the is not. But especially if it's just like, you know, one guy doing it, everyone's going to it's ready. And he's always the guy next to you, you know? So that's, uh, anyway, so why is that? So usually, usually, Shemoneser is quiet, right? But also, Rosh there's, there's those menagim, some shittas that it could be a little bit raised. Why? So Salvechik used to say this. I don't know if he said it in this context, but uh, if you tweak it a little bit, Salvechik used to say it like this, that... Davening, when davening is, is when davening is, is when Rishman when Esri is, is Bechinas Tefillah, that I'm asking the Rabbanu Shem Tarachmanis and he should send rain. So I'm not going to demand it. I can't demand it. So I, 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 I go with a meekness and a certain humility. So that's quiet. But if you're, but if you demand something, and it's not even demanding, I'm passing. It's a psaka loch, I'll finish. So then, then, then you can say it loud. Like the halach is by Tainus, when, 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 when there was a fam- when there was a drought, so the Tanesim, the mission says in Tainus, the Tanesim would become increasingly more severe. And at some point, when it was like mamish heavy, there's a lot of Tanesim and Tfilas and so on, the halach was that they would bring the Aaron into the street, there was a whole davening in the street, and they would have three chazanim. Three chazanim. And that's what they would do, three chazanim. Three chazanim. So Zavetsha so used to say the same idea, you know, after so many Tanesim, you're, you're kind of not a human being anymore. Like, it's like Yom Kippur, you know? You say Baruch Shenk V'Muchus out loud. You're already not a human being. 
And then the davening is not Bechinus Tefillah, it's a Psak Din. So you have three Chazlimus, like a Bezdin. You're paskining that there should be rain. You know? That's, that's how it is. That's Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is cover. For 48 hours, it's not the Pshat, you're a human being, davening, hoping for a good year. You're, 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 you're bringing a good year for yourself. You're passing, you're bringing the Shefa down. How do you bring the Shefa down? By seeing light, by being lifted, by defining yourself as a Merkava, by looking at another Jew and thinking positively. And, and, and when you think positively, you wish, and Lashana Tavit Kasvi So you said, I'm not a, I'm a Shlich of the Rabbani Shalom, and I'm saying, Lashana Tavit Kasvi All summed up in one line. Chazal say it's a very simple truth, but this is what Rosh Hashanah is about. Ani loy nevrezi Chazal say. This animal, you know, is, it does this thing, and this, thing is, this animal does this. I was created to serve my master. But it's interesting, the Svarim point out, why does it say, I was created to serve my master. I was not created for anything but to serve my master. Why? The answer is, it's not that I, I was created. Why was I created? To serve my master. I, I was not created for anything other than serving my master. My entire mitzvah is that avdus. I mean, it's not that, you know, that statement can be said in an underdeveloped way, which is, I was created. What is the reason for my creation? What are my responsibilities in life to serve my master? That's not Rosh Hashanah in Beis HaMikdash. Rosh Hashanah in Beis HaMikdash with Chatzaitris is, my entire mitzvah is nothing more than an extension of my service of my creator. I wasn't created and then given responsibilities. My entire mitzvah is mitzvah and ma'is and My entire mitzvah is an extension of elokus. That's Rosh Hashanah is. So right now we can bless each, before Rosh Hashanah we can say Hashem should bless us with uh, with a good year. But on Rosh Hashanah we say the should be blessed with a good year. We're telling you. We're, we're saying it. That's the mitzvahs. Hashem should bless us. That we should talk as to to mechan ourselves for Rosh Hashanah. And it's that, just that meichan. It's that meichan of Merkava. Redefine yourself for those 48 hours. And the rest is, uh, the rest is commentary. The rest, the rest comes its own way. You just throw yourself into the machzer and it'll take care of itself. But who you are is Mamash uh, Shlich of Hashem. to embrace that Shlich do what we can to serve the Rabbanu Shalom in all ways. Bechot Yerachach Adeyu. Be as God said, they can never be made. Yeah.